All right, welcome back. Catching a, catching a buzz, episode 34 is here. Um, that was the worst smelling salt I've ever done. My eyes are stinging. Today is Tuesday, December 29th, just four days after Christmas and two days before Christmas, uh, New Year's Eve. Um, we're going to get into it after a, a shorter break than last time. Um, we obviously had Christmas and, and some holidays to spend with the family. So um, we're getting to it in this little lull between the holidays. We're going to start out with MLB uh, first up. Blake Snell, you Darvish, if you haven't seen it, if you don't follow baseball when it's wintertime, if you don't if you don't care about baseball at all, you won't really care about this. But Blake Snell and you Darvish um, are heading to San Diego. Um, I was going to say Slam Diego, but I don't want to like hop on the train with everybody else and say Slam, De- Slam Diego. Um, San Diego is going to be really fucking good. They were already going to be fucking good with their rotation and their whole Tatis. ball club. Yeah, Fernando Tatis is ridiculous. Um, but they add Blake Snell, which uh, coming off his past year sh- w- was a Cy Young candidate. He won the Cy Young two years ago. Um, I think it might be flipped around. Either way, he's won the Cy Young in the past two years. Hugh Darvish, um, not what he used to be, but he is a insane um part of the rotation if you if you take into perspective uh experience um his overall credentials with the cubs and everywhere he's played um he's been great throughout his entire career oh my god i didn't crack my beer here's the here's the beer crack to start the episode yeah you're too worried about the salt ah the damn salt anyway they're going to san diego nobody's going to beat this team san diego is going to all for it they had a top five prospect system or farm system their prospects were unreal they had to give up a bunch to get blake snell because they only traded prospects um i'm not sure what the u darvish and zach um, davies oh davies went yeah earlier on in the reports i think it was only um only prospects but i guess they threw in davies um, yeah, it's a it's a uh, darvish and a catcher uh cash for Davies and four prospects. So is that in the Cubs deal or is that in the Rays deal? That's in the Cubs deal. Okay, so I think the Blake Snell Rays deal only had prospects. Is that what you were just talking about? Yeah. Oh, I was looking at the trade. And I was <laughs> okay. Blake Snell, I'm pretty sure is only prospects. Davies goes to Chicago. Uh, yikes. I mean, uh, he's not the most scary pitcher to face, but like. I don't want to. I want to. I don't want to see the Brewers head off against him. Yeah, no, that's kind of the big. Like, I don't. Yeah, like I don't want to root for his downfall. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he didn't really do anything wrong. Maybe Chicago just says, "Hey, you can have him for a bag of bones, and we'll take him." Oh, I'd take him back. Yeah, I, I loved. I loved him. Yeah, just a little six foot, one fifty five, skinny dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, San Diego is now the front runner. Um, the favorite, as you would call it, in NL. I know how good Los Angeles is, but if you saw the year, the, how San Diego ended the year last year, um, and uh, with the addition of these two, I don't know how they're not your favorites, even with everybody in L.A. It's going to be a hell of an NL West. I would not want to be the Diamondbacks in that division. Everybody else is just playing second fiddle, playing fourth fiddle to these two. I don't know what happens there. I mean, they're going to play each other, I think it's 16 or 18 times a year, division rivals. Um, so we'll see. Uh, just to, just thought we'd talk about that a little bit um, just because it's some big news. And, and I know baseball's on the back burner, but... Yeah, try to keep baseball relevant. <laughs> yeah. Um, NBA. Um, any, uh, give me three words to describe the Bucks season so far. 
Like, okay, uh... Roller Coaster. Okay, that was one of mine. Um... Surprising. Okay, that's another good one. Irritating. Okay, I like those. Uh, I would have gone also with maybe um, embarrassing. Ooh, yep. Um, fucking embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> taking um, two of them there. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a hyphenated word. Um, Jason Tatum isn't as good as people think he is. He's still very good, but there's no way that shot would have gone in normally as a word. Okay. <laughs> I'm just. Uh, I don't know what to think about this Bucks team because you trade away George Hill, you yep. trade away um, Bimbo, not clutching the playoffs, Bledsoe, um, yep. and and you get Drew Holiday back, and yeah, your bench depth isn't as great as last year, but you're still a really good team. I know it's very early in the season; they've played three games, but they dropped the opener to the Celtics on that stupid bullshit <clears throat> shot from Jason Tatum that was four feet off from the basket, but banks in. Um, I saw a bunch of uh, like ESPN stuff on Twitter talking. Oh, Jason Tatum called bank. Bull fucking shit! You you're trying to hype up some dude who's going to be an up and comer just because he fuck. Mm, it really fucking bothers me. They came back on Christmas Day, got a good win against a bad Warriors team. Um, without Clay, this Warriors team isn't the same. Draymond's playing actually decent basketball right now. Um, they got James Wiseman down low, but th- this isn't the same Warriors team that's everyone everyone's accustomed to seeing. Um, and then they get a couple nights ago. Was it last night? Two nights ago. Blown uh, yeah, by the Knicks. in the Packer game. Yeah. Which is why I didn't watch a single minute. Yeah, I didn't watch a single minute of the Knicks-Bucks uh, game. Um, but that was ugly. I think we lost by 20 or 30. Oh, yeah, it wasn't close. To the Knicks. Yeah. So, but any way you spin it, it's not how you would want to start a season. No, and I know, I know you touched on this a little bit. Just... I'm kind of saying this more for me. You want to hear the four teams? Uh, what is it? One, two, three, four. Four teams in the East that are still 3-0. and They're fucking terrible teams. The Cavs, the Magic, and then the Pacers and Hawks. Hawks are going to be scary good this year. Sne- well, yeah. Sneaky good this year. But I mean, yeah, I it was saying. more about saying the Cavs and the Magic. Yeah. Like, like you said, I mean, yeah, it's been a shit start, but... A lot of game left. That's how everybody drew it up. The Cavs leading the East. Um, Anything else about NBA that you want to... I mean, ESPN's still stuck in Los Angeles' dick. They show more LeBron than anybody. And that's deservingly so. And I'm a a LeBron stan, but I just... Every single time LeBron plays, there's 30 more tweets for that game than there is any other game. Yeah, like, it, it is annoying that, like... I mean, okay, yeah, he's the best player of this, like... I'm not saying it's wrong that they hype him up, but they could hype up other people as well. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. other than being other than like Demonis Sabonis had a huge game the other night. Where was that for him? They yeah, just showed it, one graphic. It's gone like okay, Giannis signed, so we can't push the narrative of where will Giannis go. We're yep. just gonna talk about LeBron again. Yeah. Um, one thing that has really bothered me about NBA Twitter this year is. They're starting anybody with a long name. They're starting to tweet out just their initials, like everyone knows that there's an that's their initials. Like Gary Trent Jr. Why are you tweeting G T J? I know oh, I wouldn't. Have. Nobody knows who that is, and no. I'm seeing these tweets and like unless it's like a common thing, like AD. 
Yeah. LBJ. Right. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. And also, I saw in in a fucking, I think it was a summer league game, they were using an acronym for one of Los Angeles's uh, G League players, JTT or something. The only Who thing the that like, is that? like with the Gary Trent, the only thing maybe like Portland fans call him that. I don't know, but that's a weird acronym. GT GTJ GTJ. Yeah, I don't like it. I I'm sick of all these acronyms. You just call them by their name. It's not you. You have 280 characters now. They give you a double your characters. Just use their full name. Also, this is kind of related to sports, kind of not. Nicknames in general just aren't as good anymore. No. Like, like my parents have buddies named, like, uh, like, oh, now I'm trying to think, like, like, Butchie and shit like that. Yeah. And, like, Snot Rods. <laughs> like, they got weird nicknames. Now we just, are just random. Now we just shorten everybody's last name. Yeah, like, people call me Whitey. Oh, you added a Y. That's creative. <laughs> Lindy. Oh, Linarude, you just, like. Yeah. Shut yeah, up, it's like up. we just—I don't know why it just bothers me. Yeah. Like, okay, so we got like the Greek freak. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I really like when they started early on in his career. They called him the Alphabet, and I like that better. That ain't bad. That ain't I like bad. that a lot. But, you know, like, there's just no nicknames amongst common people and athletes. Watch now, I'm gonna think of a shit ton of athletes' nicknames. Yeah, be like a bum, but like OBJ. Yeah, like I mean, that's just his initials. Beckham, like, yeah. Oh, well. Hey, it bothers me. I don't know why, but it does. <laughs> um, you want to talk about the college basketball sec- sec- section? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's, that's the word. I was going to say session, and then I, I realized that's not right. That's incorrect. Uh, yeah, the Badgers. So, Badgers are now currently number six in the AP That'll poll. That'll change come Sunday. Yeah, hey, it's going to change. Uh, we previewed uh, the game against number 23, Louisville. That was part of the... Well, Wisconsin Sports Fest a couple Saturdays ago. That was awesome. Which Wisconsin went 3-0 and in. Yeah. Beat Louisville in basketball, beat the Gophers, kept the axe, and the Packers beat the Panthers. Uh, but anyway, uh, beat number 23, Louisville. Then we beat Nebraska. Then a big game on Christmas was uh, beating, at the time, number 12, Michigan State. Huge win. That game was 76. awesome to watch. Oh, that was, especially on Christmas. Yeah. Like, First win the Badgers have had at Michigan State since, like, 04 or something like that. Yep. <clears throat> and then last night happened. Yeah. So, you know, you flip on the Maryland-Badger game thinking the Badgers should win. Uh, maybe it gets ugly and you start watching Monday Night Football a little bit more, whatever. Well, that yeah, that just didn't happen. Badgers up uh, five at the half. Maryland hadn't scored, uh, I think, between the end of the first half and the start of the second half. Maryland went on like a nine-minute scoring drought. Yeah. So you felt like the Badgers were going to kind of pull away with it. Well, then the Badgers ended the night shooting 53% from free throws, and the Terps shot 50% from the field. So the Badgers lost. Yeah. 70 um, to 64. I saw an insane stat from Evan Flood. Um, through their final 16 and a half minutes of that second half, the Terps shot... 16 of 18, I think, from the field. What the fuck? Yeah, when, I mean... When, when the Badgers need to stop, they can't get it. Even though the Terps were shooting that well, it was still a close fucking game. And when the Badgers need to stop, the same thing happened against Marquette. We needed to stop. Marquette made their last six field goals. We can't right, get like, stop. We're like one shot or one stop would have won us the Marquette game. Yeah. Like a stop here would have changed everything. 
the free throws were frustrating to watch, especially because it's not like like the Badgers have been shooting pretty well from the line. Yeah. They just had a bad game, and it just sucks that you know. I think if we would have shot, if we could have just matched them, we would have only been down two. Yeah. So I think they shot like twelve of fifteen, which is a good number. Yeah. And we only shot eight of fifteen, which is obviously bad. Uh, but I mean, kind of like the NBA, like you're you're not gonna win them all in college yeah. basketball. When you're a good team, you're still going to lose to teams that you should beat. Especially in conference. In conference, especially with how deep. I saw a stat. I mean, it's not a stat. It's just a, like a fact, like a thing. There's nine teams ranked in from the Big Ten in the yeah. AP Top 25. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're so packed in there because there's Badgers are all, I think, is Iowa still nine or ten? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so there's two in the top. Well, and they're not going to be. Two in the top they, ten, and then there's Michigan, sorry. seven in the next tw- 15 it's awesome yeah i was gonna i was gonna say iowa just lost to minnesota last yeah. night but that was, that was michigan, michigan state, state got uh, waxed guess who guess who bet michigan state minus three? Oh, i no. thought it was a lot he got and dude they Tom shot like 30 percent i know i i checked the first time i checked the score <laughs> first time i checked the score it was halftime and it was a 20 point game they got waxed yeah michigan state has to find something and i know they will because time is oh um one more thing on um the badger maryland game that was a home game for Maryland. An app- oh, yeah, the energy they brought. The energy like- their bench brought, even if it was in the Kohl Center and we could play our fake crowd noise or whatever, they don't play much, but even if we could, we wouldn't have been able to drown out that damn Maryland bench. And I think that's going to be a huge point going forward with road teams going into other teams' home court, I guess you would call it. Um, you can create an atmosphere of a home game just like Maryland did last night cuz it was they were so much louder than the Badgers. Yeah, it just comes down to like what do you bring like on your own as a team? Yeah. Like that's, you know, that's just what determines the like you control the atmosphere whether you're home or away this year and that's just going to be something that yeah, if you want to compete like if you want to compete in March, chances are yeah, there might be a few people but like to bring energy it's not going to come from a crowd. Yeah. Um, next game's up. Uh, we have a home, a home game against number 21 ranked Minnesota on New Year's Eve. Um, Minnesota's playing really good basketball right now. I thought they were a slouch over team this year, um, but they obviously just beat Michigan State. They're already number 21 in the nation, so they'll probably move up this week. Um, we'll see what happens on, uh, I think New Year's is a Thursday this year. It is. Okay. Um, and then four days later, uh, the first and second, three day, three days later, uh, they they traveled to Happy Valley to go to uh, and play Penn State. Uh, Penn State once again, I think, is a slouch over team, but it could be another Maryland game where the team's like a little above five hundred and we get fucked. You know, I don't I don't know what to do with this Badger team. We look very good so far. We're I mean we're sixth in the nation for a reason, but the two losses have really aggravated me. Yeah, they've just been frustrated. Like. The Maryland was frustrating because, I mean, it's always frustrating when you're playing a team that just shoots the lights out. Yeah. Because there's just like, you literally not can't much stop. you can do. But, uh, yeah, the Marquette one was super frustrating. Last night, super frustrating. But it, you, you take the good with the bad. Number six in the country, sitting at eight and two. Uh, you know, obviously, it's still early in the conference season, not worried about anything like that. And, yeah, long way to go. I saw another stat. It was like... We are older than the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> like the age yeah. of our starting five compared to the Bulls. 
we are older than yeah, NBA they, team. We average older than 22, I think, our starting five. Yeah, and the Bulls, I think, have like Laurie Market and who's like 24 or something. He's that's old, like yeah. their oldest starter. Yeah. I mean, they if you keep sucking, you keep drafting young and just play them. Yeah. So. <laughs> you want to talk uh, college football? Yeah, so we're in bowl season. Uh, talk about, I don't know if it's an elephant in the room for anybody listening, but it's an elephant in the room for us. Our, uh, if you listen to our last episode, we did the college football conference championship little little preview special, yeah. if you will. How did it go, Whitey? Uh, we both went three and six out of the nine conference. Let it be known games. we were against the spread. It wasn't Picking our money line picks. against the spread. Um, yeah, money line picks. I think we would have done much better because I don't think there were really any. I think you know, I'm sure we would have lost the Buffalo game. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, against the spread went three and six. Uh, that is a losing equation. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna get rich going three and six. Uh, moving on to the bowl season. <laughs> not gonna get rich going. Hey, <laughs> new merch drop. <laughs> not gonna get rich going three and six. Uh, moving on to bowl season. Probably my favorite, one of my favorite parts of the year's bowl season. It gives you something to do in between Christmas and New Year's. I'll tell you that. Absolutely. Uh, Coastal Carolina had a hell of a run. Awesome, just super fun team to watch. I was really rooting for for them playing against Liberty in the Cure Bowl. Uh, Coastal Carolina lost in overtime 37-34. Did you watch that game? Yeah, uh, I watched that game from about the third quarter on. Um, It should never even come down to overtime. Coastal Carolina just came up with a hell of a fumble recovery against Liberty. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's my gripe with Liberty. Listen, I found myself rooting for Liberty in this one just because, like, knock off a top 15 team. Go you, Liberty, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But the way they handled that last minute of game time was ridiculous. The first play they ran from the goal line, it was a tie game, 34-34, a minute and a half left. First play they ran, they gave it to the running back. The running back sat around in the backfield a little bit and then just went down on the four-yard line. 100% 100% agree with that call. Good job. Good coaching. Way to relay the call to your players and have everything go well. The next play, they hand it off to the running back. He runs it up the gut, tries to go down on the two, and the pile's just going towards the goal line and fumbles the ball. Why do you not do the same exact thing you just did on the next play? That That's what was really weird about it is literally the same running back knew what he was supposed to do and that split second Had that already executed it. Right, already did it perfectly. And that split second that he forgot and took a step forward, it's like that kicked off everybody yeah. else thinking, oh, he's trying to score. Because the tight end came in, starts pushing him, and you can see the running back like trying to stop. Yeah. Like he, I remember his feet were literally like crossed the end zone because he was trying to dig in, fumbles the ball, Coastal Carolina scores, drives down, ties it up. The only part that sucked about that is that was happening at the exact same time as the Miami Raiders game. Yeah. And it was the same situation. See, it wasn't my problem because I couldn't watch it. No oh, direct TV. Oh, no NFL network. No, yeah, so yeah, me and my dad are watching. We're like, all right, flip, 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 yeah. flip. It, it was crazy shit going on. The last button's getting worn out. Oh, yeah. I just wanted Coastal Carolina to win because they've had like a dream season, and I always like when group of five teams finish pretty well. Yeah. Plus, their offense is super – I've mentioned it before. Like, if you're bored, just look up like a film breakdown of what they do on offense. Yeah. Plus, Grayson McCall – 
freshman with a mullet playing quarterback. Yep. Just puts all the eye black Absolute in the beauty. world on. Yep. It's just. Yeah. I think I'm like I don't want to say I'm not a Coastal Carolina guy mm-hmm. because they're like a Cinderella team that everybody's gonna jump on. Yeah. But I'm definitely not going to root against them. Okay. See, I found myself rooting against them this week. Just because they were like everybody like I, I, I mean, not not really. That might have been part of it subconsciously. But I don't know. I just kind of like Liberty. Like, they aren't the Cinderella team, but they're kind of one. Um, they played some good, some decent teams in the ACC. A couple ACC teams. Yeah. I mean, they, they played well this year, and I was glad to see them get a chance to play Coastal Carolina because their game got previously canceled because of COVID. Um, yeah, which brought us uh, Mormons versus Mullets, BYU, Coastal Carolina. Yeah, great segue Honestly, into the next game. What else was cool is I didn't know that Liberty and Coastal Carolina were rivals when they played in FCS a few years oh, ago. Oh, I didn't know that either. So, like, I like this game was super chippy the whole time. And I was like, maybe it's just because, like, they're both trying to – like, teams trying uh-huh. to prove something. Then they brought up this graphic, like, every game between them is pretty much a rivalry game. Yeah. And this just happened to be the first time they've played since joining FBS. Yeah. What I want, give me, and this might all be pointless because maybe all three of these teams will just suck for the next 20 years. Yeah. Give me a three-way trophy like the Commander-in-Chief. Mm-hmm. Give me BYU, give me Coastal Carolina, give me Liberty. That would be awesome. That would be so sick. That, like, that's just that you get three group of fives, like... Two independents, one coming out of the Sun Belt. Hell, throw a big name team in there. Give them a Maryland who can who, who has the ability to lose. Make it a four way trophy. Well, you could do. Well, all right, all right. Hear me out here. The worst team in each conference. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it could be like a like a beginning season football tournament, and then obviously the losers of the first game would just play each other in yeah. the next week. So you could, because if like I've always thought it would be kind of cool to do like a Big Ten ACC challenge. Mm-hmm. This way, you could actually do a tournament, yeah. And then you just do that for two of your non-conference games, or for Liberty and for BYU. They're all non-conference. That would be awesome. That's that's an idea. That's I got sick. I gotta find somebody who can make <laughs> that happen. Start writing your email. Uh, next game, BYU. Speak of the devil beats UCF forty-nine twenty-three in the. Boca Raton Bowl. Ponzi scheme awareness. Ponzi scheme awareness. Uh, I really wish... I don't know why BYU got shafted on a bowl game. Yeah, I, I don't get Like, it UCF was a three-loss team, not ranked. BYU's been a damn good team all year. Yeah. And they just played on, like, December 20th. Yeah. Like, early bowl, not a great bowl. Zach Wilson, though, 26-34, 425 yards, three touchdowns. I don't know if this is a hot take because he's going to get drafted in the first round. Bust? But I, no, oh. quite the opposite. Oh, wow. I think he's going to be a stud. I don't know about he that. He slings it. He, like, he's, I mean, in a couple big games, he's had some bad turnovers. But, like, the dude just chucks the ball. He's a I, gunslinger. Uh, okay. I, I, I don't agree with it. I feel like he might be um, more of a, speaking of UCF, a, a Blake Bortles type where he gets drafted high. Does, does pretty okay, well. Yeah. Like he he doesn't make his team worse. He makes him a little bit better, and then end end up fizzling out. Um, let me let me preface this. Like I want it on record that I'm saying he's going to be a stud. Okay. But let me preface that by saying I have like no, I've not done like a film study on him or anything. <laughs> yeah. I've just watched him play and been like, yep, that dude's going to be a <laughs> he's a stud. Chuck like just put zip on the ball as they as uh. As guys like Kurt Warner and Steve yep. Young like to say in the booth, 
puts a little zip on the ball. It, lock it in. All right. I'll, no, I'm not. I was going to make a very <laughs> dumb bet, but I'm not even going to mention it. More college football, of course. The Badgers beat the Gophers 20-17. to Fuck Minnesota. It absolutely kept the axe. And our prize for winning the axe, we made the, uh, du- uh, the what is it, Dukes? Dukes Mayo Dukes Bowl. Dukes Mayo Bowl. Um, I would like to say something. Um, one, I already said it, fuck Minnesota. Two, the display case in Wisconsin's locker room for the Axe. Like, there's no way that year of the Axe being, if you haven't seen it, look up on Wisconsin football Twitter. Um, but that year of not having the Axe uh, after losing in 2018, um, and having to see that trophy case every day you walked into the locker room empty, that thing's huge. Mm-hmm. That would that would that's some good motivation. I don't oh, know what the absolutely. I don't know what the fuck Minnesota's got. They haven't had to have it. They've only had it once in the past twenty five years. So do they even have a trophy case for it? No, I think they probably had, they probably had to like make one when they got it yeah. back because they lost. The, <laughs> they they burned their old trophy case because yep. they got tired of looking <laughs> at it. And then in twenty eighteen, they're like, "Holy shit, we won! Yeah, where do we put this thing? Yeah, um, but yeah, the Badgers are playing in the Duke's Mayo Bowl down in Charlotte. Um, you know what irritates me about this is like everybody's laughing because we're playing in the Mayo Bowl. When this thing was the Belk Bowl up yeah. until last year, uh-huh. it's a it's not a bad bowl. No, like it's not a like it was. It's usually like SEC, ACC. Uh-huh. You get you know like the third team in like, each division. They had like, a West Virginia, Tennessee one a couple years back yeah. when they sang "Take Me Home, Country Roads." Yeah, like the Belk Bowl's not a bad no. bowl, and it's called the Mayo Bowl, and that just. <laughs> It ruins everything. Okay, but um, credit to Duke's Mayo because um, they. I think I realized how much how much importance it has to sponsor a bowl game. You should have seen. I saw a little graph of the um, Duke's Mayo um, sales numbers in the state of Wisconsin from like the day it was announced to like now, and there is such a massive spike in the purchasing of duke's mayo it's awesome listen no. I'm, a, I'm a hellman's guy through and through but i want to try duke's mayo now i think you have to i, I, I mean I I'm, may, like, I'm not a big mayo guy but if i buy mayo in my life which i doubt will happen it's, yeah. it's got to be duke's yeah i i think maybe um oh what time's game tomorrow uh, 11 a.m okay maybe i go out um in the morning uh, grab some Duke's, Duke's Mayo and eat my lunch, my sandwich, with Duke's Mayo while I'm watching the Duke's Mayo Bowl. See, my problem is I don't know what I would put. Like, I know I eat things that mayo comes on. But, like, what do you put mayo on? A sub? Yeah. Sub, any, Typically? Any kind of sandwich. I, I think Culver's sometimes will put them on the deluxe burger. Oh, they, they do. They do. Yeah, so that, I don't mind it that. Yeah. Um, also, one of, my, one of my biggest mayo uses um, is a BLT. Cause yeah, you gotta add yep. some flavor. Yeah, and you yep. gotta add some, you know, kind of yeah. new texture. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. I like it on BLTs. That's yep. true. That's a good. Point. I, mean, I, I don't like the tea. No tomato. See, ooh, this is a big thing for me recently. I'm developing into a tomato liker. I was gonna say okayer, but I actually kind of like things like with tomato. I started putting tomatoes on my uh, Subway subs. Okay. Um, I started eating more BLTs okay. uh, with the tea. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't think they add much flavor, but I, somehow I, I, I'm starting to like them. And I think this is like a character development where I'm, like, going through my stages of life. Like, this is my stage where I finally accepted tomatoes. What about burgers? 
That's still where I'm fuzzy on. I don't like that they're like cool, like cold, cold and, and wet and yeah, yeah. Like I enjoy like the warm juice from the burger. I yeah. don't want cold tomato juice. I agree. I agree. I'm still out on burgers, but in on most things. In on most things with tomatoes. In oh, on Duke's mayo. Huge. Like obviously everyone likes salsa, but like the homemade salsa or like the really fresh stuff you get from the grocery store with the fresh tomatoes and everything. Very good. Okay. Yep. I like it in that. I've been eating more bruschetta, which is like little t- little pieces of bread that you put in the oven and like make them crispy and then you just like throw chopped tomatoes and balsamic vinegar on that uh, shit's good what what's the pork called then i thought bur- i thought bruschetta was pork are you thinking of porchetta yep that's where you roll the pork but that's that's porchetta i thought porchetta it's pronounced porchetta i believe so oh god damn it i'm i'm uncultured with the foods <laughs> I don't like I don't like any remote spice. Listen, you give me you give me honey barbecue at Buffalo. Like that's what I get at beat ups is honey yeah. barbecue. I need a lot of napkins. Yeah, because I'm sweating like, <laughs> profusely when I get the honey barbecue. If you have the Food Channel Network on my TV as much as my family does, I mean I got to know everything about food. I'm not sure about porchetta, but I know porchetta is the one you roll the pork around a thing in the middle, like a yep, flavor. It is. It is a savory, fatty, and moist, boneless pork roast of Italian culinary tradition. Okay. Um, enough food talk for now? Yeah, once I, <laughs> of course, uh, say figure out how do you pronounce... Porchetta. Yes. I don't think it'd be porchetta. I don't even think it... Does it have an porchetta. H in it? Let's hear. Porchetta. Oh, it is porchetta. Is that Google? Yeah. Good for Google. Yeah. I like that they do that that voice thing. Yeah, it's nice. So porchetta. Apparently so. Okay. Uh, you want to talk about your team playing in a big game this week? Yeah. So uh, also tomorrow, uh, I know you know most of the country is worried about the Mayo Bowl. Uh, there is another big bowl game on tomorrow night. Cotton Bowl number seven, Florida number six, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a three and a half point favorite over under at 68. Uh, my Florida Gators over under pretty high. Not going to be a lot of defense. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully we get a shootout. Shootouts are obviously much more fun. Uh, but Florida, Florida's got some opt outs. Kyle Pitts, best tight end in the nation opting out for the NFL. Uh, Marco Wilson, one of the top corners for the Gators, also the infamous cleat thrower in the LSU game, Yikes. opting out. And uh, our best receiver, Tony, opting out for the NFL as well. His name is uh, just Tony? I didn't put his first name. Oh, okay. But, uh, you know, I guess I just didn't think he'd <laughs> it, it was, me on well, it. Well, it was weird because, like, Cause I best, said the other two first names. Well, also, yeah, also because his last name is a first name, like, Hey, our best receiver, Tony. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's all right. Kadarius Tony, okay, our best yeah, receiver, yeah, okay. uh, opted out NFL, along with our second best receiver and our fourth best receiver. Oh, I'm not, I don't, I gotta stop saying R. They're not my favorite team. I'm yeah. not from Florida. The second best and fourth best receivers have opted out, along with another corner for Oklahoma. Their top cornerback, Trey Brown, opted out. So the offense takes a hit from Florida. Kyle Trask has essentially nobody to throw the ball to, but the single good defensive player on Oklahoma, because I can't imagine they have that many, they're in the Mm -hmm. Big 12, has opted out too. So we'll see. Uh, I'm nervous. Yeah. I'm not my my top two favorite college football teams playing in one day. 
only one of them could ruin my day. Yeah. Like, if Florida loses and the Badgers win, I'm still having a really good day tomorrow because obviously I got my priorities set. But if both of them can win, you laugh, yeah, you I mean, cry, and you think all in one day. That's a heck of a day. Yeah. Um, you know what's easier than having to root for your second favorite team? Hmm. Having your second favorite team opt out because of COVID, of That's the Liberty true. Bowl. That's true. Yeah, uh, Tennessee is not participating in a bowl game, nor should they have. And yeah, you don't have to watch Tennessee lose another one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next up on the second of January, Texas A&M faces off against UNC in the Orange Bowl. Uh, Texas A&M ranked number five in the nation. UNC number thirteen. Texas A&M is a seven and a half point favorite in this one. Uh, this game is going to be high scoring. UNC doesn't have a defense. They just put up a bunch of points. Texas A&M, kind of the same. Um, although Texas A&M is better defensively. This is just kind of like one of those games you have to mention. Like, hey, this is a really good team against a really good team. I have pretty much no interest. I don't think Kellen Mond's that great, so I won't be watching this one too much. No, I mean, I'll obviously watch just because, you know, it's football. Uh, I just think it's hard. It's going to be hard for one of the, you know, upper half ACC teams to compete with a top tier SEC team. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be that good of a game. Uh, I'm surprised that it is as close as seven and a half. Yeah. UNC hopefully can keep up points wise, but I just don't think they're going to slow down A&M. And I think the better athletes on A&M ultimately going to decide the football game. Yeah. Um, there's uh, two pretty decent games on new year's day. Um, Number two, Clemson plays number three, Ohio State, in the semifinals of the college football playoff. Um, Alabama plays Notre Dame in the Rose Bowl, which is held in Texas this year because California restrictions as far as COVID. Um, one of these games is going to be better than the other game. Can you guess which one I'm talking about? Well, it's definitely not the game involving the number one team in a 20, or excuse me, 19 and a half point spread. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm really not going to be that interested in Alabama's game. I mean, I'm going to watch it, obviously. It's a college football playoff game. Um, not going to have much to do but just watch and drink and eat. Um, but I'm really looking forward to this Clemson-Ohio State game. We get to figure out how real Ohio State is. I believe they're really real. Um, and we get to figure out how good Clemson is. I mean, yeah, you beat Notre Dame. Um, and you almost beat him with the backup quarterback. Can you compete against the best of the best? I, I mean, in my opinion, the best of the best. Um, I, I love seeing this game because it means we get to see Bama play one of these two teams in the championship. But I hate seeing this game early because I feel like this could be a championship game, you know? Well, yeah, you know, it very well could be one of the best games of the year. So it sucks. Like, yeah, they're obviously playing to get to the championship. Like, I know last year kind of sucked when the semifinal game between these two teams was way better than the other two games combined. Yeah. In terms of how good of a game are the other two playoff games. Uh, but, yeah, like you, I mean, like you, you kind of covered it all with Ohio State. They obviously didn't play well in the Big Ten championship. Um, but with that being said, got to root for the Big Ten, don't you? Yeah. I'm, uh, and I'm, I'm, Less negative about Clemson than most people, I believe, um, just because they've won so much recently. Um, so I'm not a big Clemson hater, but I, I am going to be rooting for the Big Ten this week. Yeah, like I've said before, Clemson's got to be careful because uh, I don't I don't have hold anything against them now. But if they keep winning, they're going to approach dynasty or, yeah. uh, where I don't like a dynasty territory. Yeah, exactly. That's just you know me being uh, jealous and selfish 100. percent 
when people say, oh, you don't like dynasties because you're jealous of absolutely. Yeah, kind of like I'm jealous of Alabama. Yeah. Who's a 19-and-a-half-point like favorite in a college football playoff semifinal game. Obviously, it's expected. Alabama's been playing insane. Notre Dame just lost. They squeak into the playoff ahead of Texas A&M. This game won't be close. I don't even know what to say other than that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just let's hope that uh, let's hope Notre Dame covers. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think it's <laughs> going to happen. But let's just hope they do. Let's hope they make a game out. I of think it. this is one of those things where not only is Notre Dame the worst team. Um, but you can only go as far as your quarterback will take you. I think the ceiling for Ian Book is number four in the nation. Ceiling is the roof? Yeah, the ceiling is the roof, and it's. I think this one might get ugly early. Um, NFL. We got, we got a little bit to talk about the NFL um, because, um, first of all, the Jets have squandered the number one pick. And, and this was even before week, 15, week 16. They went out and beat... The Seattle Seahawks. Well, they didn't go out. I mean, they went out onto their field. It was obviously at Rams. home. Or oh yeah, shit. I'm talking the about. I'm talking about giant. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm I'm thinking about other things. Um, but the Jets um, beat the Browns this past week. Um, Browns obviously were riddled with COVID. Um, the Browns uh, they they almost came back, couldn't do it in the Meadowlands. Uh, they lost 23-16 to 16 to the Jets. Um, the Jets did beat the Rams, which is what I was mentioning earlier, the week prior. They went out to L.A. They beat the Rams. Nobody expected it. Obviously, it's an 0-14 team. You're going to play a 9-4 team. Who's going to win that game at home? You figured the Rams would have. Yeah, but uh, they didn't. The, the thing that's irritating about the Browns and I guess I say it's irritating because, like, I want the Browns to make the playoffs. Like, I just feel bad for the entire organization because you haven't won anything. In yeah, that I know. Long. It would be a very sick trick to have them come this close and, and not this be make only... it with 10 wins. Yep. But what irritated me is, like, yeah, you didn't have, yeah, you were signing receivers off the practice squad, but they still couldn't run the ball. Yeah. Like, that's what the Browns do well is run the ball. You're going up against a bad defense. And you can't do what's made you a good team. Yeah, that was my biggest problem. Uh, Baker Mayfield threw the ball, I think, over 50 times that game. Yeah, that's just not like what the Browns have to do to win. Like, uh, you know, and they and they had a shot to still tie it up. Uh, Baker, what he was going for it on fourth down. They went for the QB sneak. He fumbled. It just ugly sequence that the Browns got a second win. But yeah, like you said, squandered the chance of the number one pick because now the Jags got Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, the Jags continue to lose. They've lost 14 in a row now. Um, and we'll be seeing Trevor Lawrence and Teal. Yay. Yeah, I saw a funny, it was, I think it was like a TikTok or a tweet or something. It was like, a bunch, it was, uh, you know, that meme where there's four guys, like, I think they're criminals riding in a car and they're all singing except the driver's super pissed off. Oh, yeah. And it was like, Wait, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like I've seen it, but I can't remember it. Okay, well, so it was four dudes riding in a car. Three of the dudes are super happy. They're singing. They're having a good time. And the driver's super pissed off. Uh, the driver was the Jets. One of the dudes singing was Trevor Lawrence. The other one was, it said, like, Jags head coach Urban Meyer. And then the other one was, like, DJ Chark or James Robinson or something. And it was like, damn. Like, yeah. the, like the Jets got to be, the like, the new Browns, right? I mean, Where everything's just going to yeah. continue to go wrong. For I mean, 20 you years. you win a game that you probably had a thirteen percent chance, maybe less, of winning in Los Angeles, 
Um, they followed up, um, really sealing their fate by winning a second game against the Browns. Um, it, Jets are, I would hate, as much as I hate to be a fan of sports teams in Wisconsin during certain times of the year when there's heartbreak and everything, having no hope whatsoever as a Jets fan would be even worse. I can't even imagine. Um, other games this week, uh, the Saints beat the Vikings. It was ugly. 85 total points scored on Christmas, 52-33. Camaro, the big story, especially for fantasy players or fantasy owners who were playing against him in their championship game, a.k.a. Whitey. He went off for 155 and six touchdowns. I uh, We see these games every year from Camara. I just never, like, I, I feel like I don't recognize Camara enough for how good he is. Like, I, I put a lot of the stock into Sean Payton as a play caller, sometimes Drew Brees, his ability to just read the defense and dump it off really quick so he can get going early. But Kamara is something special. Yeah, yeah, I don't think – I think he doesn't – I just was going to make a major contradiction. I don't think he gets talked about enough. Yeah, he gets some credit. You know, you see it in fantasy sports talk where he's a top pick, and you see people talk about him when they talk about the Saints – but in terms of like what makes the Saints offense so good, I don't think he gets enough credit. No, and he kind of has that like McCaffrey esque role to him, where like a lot of what they do is kickstarted by the success of Alvin Kamara. Yeah, and I think one way you can look at it is Kamara and this team won fifty two to thirty three with Michael Thomas putting up nothing. Was he even in the game? No, he's, he's on IR. He okay. can't come back until okay. I think round one of the playoffs is the earliest he can come back. Okay. But yeah, Kamara beat the Saints, not even counting extra Kamara beat points. the Vikings. Or, yeah, Kamara beat the Vikings 36-33. Yeah. Just off his touchdowns. Yeah, that's awesome. The other thing that was like, so, if like Phil said, if you had Kamara on your team, you won your championship. Yeah. If you were playing him, you lost the championship. That's yeah. just how it went this year. Yeah. But, what, like, at some point... I had to, like, appreciate, like, yeah, I mean, now I can because the week's over and I lost, whatever. Like, you got to appreciate the dude scored six touchdowns, and if Sean Payton didn't put in Taysom Hill for a trick play, he would have broke the record and had seven touchdowns in a game. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Like, yeah, he didn't put up a crazy amount of yards or anything, but he still punched it in six times. Yeah. Um, Fitzmagic. Uh, the closer for the Dolphins beat the Raiders 26 to 25. This is getting ridiculous. Where it, where it comes to Brian Flores starting Tua every game and then having to reach in his back pocket to get to Fitz um, every time they need an actual win. Um, I, I get getting experience for Tua, but you guys are in a playoff run. Why the fuck are you starting Tua? And he's doing it again next week. Yeah, I mean, like it's so. Yeah, you. This little like. Like baseball, like put in the closer thing, it just doesn't work in no. football. Like, yeah, okay, it's worked a couple times here, but one, it, it doesn't do like it doesn't do your team any favors because nope. if two is playing bad, you put him in a hole. It's not doing two any favors to keep having him play like shit and then get benched. Nope, because you're creating an atmosphere of like, eh, if you make a mistake, like your job might be on the line type deal. Yep, and Fitz has just played better. Like, I know two is your future and he's the guy you want to succeed, so you can have a franchise quarterback but Fitz is winning you games and you have a shot to make the playoffs something you've only done like a couple times over the last 20 years yep why not just roll with Fitz yep can't disagree with you anywhere um 
But Fitz and the Dolphins, Tua and the Dolphins, whatever you want to call them, they're in prime position. If they win, they're in. They do play the Buffalo Bills this week. We'll talk about that later. Um, Steelers beat the Colts, coming back from 24-7. to um, Deficit in the at the halftime. It was 24-7, right? Or 21-7. I think it was 21-7. Colts got a field goal and then didn't score Then the again. onslaught. Um, I, I read this really cool thing, interesting uh, thing about Big Ben is – the Colts pretty much, I mean, they dialed up the perfect defense in the first half, right? You're yeah, hold, I mean, they, hold, holding Pittsburgh to seven, um, and Frank Reich has a lot to do with that because he he's such a defensive-minded coach. Um, Big Ben just said, "Hey, I'm going to call my plays in the second half," and that's why they came back. Big Ben called the plays in the second half. No OC, he he got the play from the OC, but if he didn't like it, he didn't play, run it, and then they end up scoring 21 straight points and winning the game. That's awesome. And I don't believe Juju danced on the on the midfield logo. He did not. And, and early on, I'm thinking, oh, Juju's dances don't matter. But now I guess they do. Yeah, I think, like, the football <laughs> gods are like, hey, we're going to get everybody thinking, like, oh, there's no such thing as, like, karma in football. Yeah. Get them really going and then watch this. Yeah. So, hey, Juju, I mean, if the Steelers want to make a run, it's on if you want TikTok clout or not. Yeah. Um, Steelers win the AFC North. Um, somewhat unexpected going into the season. Everyone thought maybe Balt- uh, obviously Baltimore was a favorite to win the division just because their season last year. People thought the Browns might have a chance because they've been playing well, but the Steelers come out victorious in the North. Um, another team victorious in the North that's been the same way for a couple weeks, the Packers. What are the Packers doing, Whitey? Rolling. Um, because they beat the Panthers 24-16 on Christmas Day. Wasn't a great game. Pretty ugly, actually, but uh, a win's a win. What not Christmas Day, week before Christmas? Ah, whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> All these games are blending together because okay, now well, we've, like usually we get like one Saturday game, yep, and that's it. Yep. For the last two weeks, we've had multiple Saturday games. Yeah. With COVID, we've had a game on a Tuesday, we had a Wednesday, Friday we had a game, Friday we? Christmas yeah. game. Also, the fact that I am now done with school. Congrats to Phil. Uh, every single day blends together. Yeah, I mean you, you're you're kind of like. Until you get that, like, big boy job. Yep. Right now, you are just in retirement mode where every night's a Friday night and every day is a Saturday Yeah, I can drink whenever I want to. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I could do that before, but, like, I feel no obligation to do any schoolwork, anything else. I mean, I I, I do have to apply to jobs, you know, but... Well, I mean, you know. know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you got time until they kick you out of the house. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Panthers go down 24-16 at Lambeau. Um, Then this past week... Uh, Packers had a Monday night football game. Was that last night? Sunday. Sunday night. night Sunday night football game. Jesus Christ. Um, in the snow at Lambeau. On, so that, yeah, there's the, there's the. I put the, it in there for yeah, you. It's, it reads, beat Titans 40-14 to 14 in the snow at Lambeau Sunday night. So, yes. <laughs> I'm struggling here, but it was Sunday night. Uh, you want to start off to talk about this game? Because it was a pretty good one. Oh, yeah, fun game to watch. Packers came out hot. Uh, Rodgers was throwing the ball all over. Everybody was saying, oh, yeah, I don't like it. It's a snow game. Doesn't the, the weather doesn't affect the Packers. No. Like, it, it just Sure, you could put part of it like that's their climate. That's what they're used to. That's what they're in every day. But the weather does, like the cold doesn't affect the Packers. Rodgers threw four incompletions along with four touchdowns, put up over 200 yards. Uh, Devontae Adams had... Over half of his completions and well over half his yards, 11 catches, 142 yards, three touchdowns. I think my favorite story of the game, though, 
was A.J. Dillon coming on with Jamal Williams sitting out this one. Yeah, did you hear what uh, LaFleur said to Dillon before the game? Mm-mm. Uh, he just went up to him in the locker room and said, you ready? Because you're going to get worked. Or something like this. <laughs> something along those lines. Like, are you ready? Blah, blah, blah. You're going to play a bunch. And, it, I mean, who doesn't want a big old bruiser in the snow? Yeah, that dude is thick. Huge. Big enough that he can't do a Lambo leap. Yeah, he failed twice on Lambo leap. Second time, Lazard gave Yeah, him good a man, Lazard. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, and to be fair, I can't do one. No. But... You know, you think, oh, you're yeah, an NFL think, running yeah, yeah. back. Like, yeah, you might be able to hop up I wonder what there. his uh, combine vertical was. I don't know. Probably not enough to clear Lambo Leap. Yeah, whatever it is, he couldn't <laughs> couldn't get those tree trunk legs up. But, yeah, 21 carries, 124 yards, pair of touchdowns. Uh, Aaron Jones had, like, 97 yards on the ground, so it's not like we only relied on A.J. Dillon. Yeah, shout-out to the refs for missing that call on the sidelines. Yeah, that was big. That, no, and no challenge because yeah. it was on the Packers' yep. sideline. That was big. But, yeah, Packers rolling. Uh, got the Bears coming up next week. I guess we could probably just talk about the Packer-Bears game now because we got Moneyline picks next. Yeah, why not? Yeah, so uh, the Packers playing at Chicago uh, Sunday at 325. <clears throat> uh, Packers, if we win, secures the one seed. Thank God. Uh, if we win and the Seahawks lose, or if, if we- the Seahawks lose, it secures the one seed. Basically... Yeah, the, the I mean, like the Packers have the one seed, not locked up by any means, because if we lose and the Saints and Seahawks win, we're screwed. Um, but it's looking like we have a good shot at the one seed. We're favored against the Bears. I believe we are a what are we a five and a half five and a half point favorite against the Bears. The Bears, though, I mean, <laughs> they 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 gotta have this one. Yeah, and they're playing well. I and, mean, like. In our instance, it's whether we get the number one seed or not, which obviously we want. But in the Bears' instance, it's win or go home, pretty yeah, much. Because I mean, if they lose, yeah, they. I mean, then the Cardinals need a have lot to of help. Lose. Yeah, um, which isn't you know like a crazy thing with the injuries to the in that game that we'll talk about. But it's never fun playing a team that needs a win more than you do. Yeah. Uh, but Rogers loves absolutely shredding the Bears, so he'll he'll be ready for it. He's not like he's gonna be locked in yeah. for it. Uh, and I think the you know having that bye week is going to be big this year, especially you know considering only one team in each conference yeah, gets it. It's huge. So getting it could put you at a big advantage, and securing home field for the playoffs with no crowd, the weather's really the only home field advantage you can get. And like we saw, the Packers just play well in bad weather. I think more than most teams, even though there's a lot of other teams out there like you know the Patriots and. Uh, the Bills and the Bears who play in bad weather. Yeah. Like, the Packers get up for bad weather, like, inclement weather more than any other team. And, yeah, no fans. That's about the only home field you can ask for. So, if the Packers get the one seed, I think that's going to set us up really well to make a run. Yeah. Uh, Moneyline? Moneyline. All right. A um, little update for you. Um, no overall updates because we still have to go back and uh, – it's, it's a it's – a, clusterfuck where it comes to keeping track of everything oh it's a process um, yeah uh but week 15 we both went or week yeah week 15 we both went 11 and 5 week 16 we did not participate because it was christmas and we didn't hadn't planned anything prior to christmas for recording um week was a week 13 we went 12 and 3 yeah we oh uh, week 14 we both went 12 and 3 we're, we're playing pretty steady now even though i'm still down six like after i got down six we've been pretty even from there on um so, we'll get into it right now. 
we'll give you uh, obviously the overall standings at the end of the year um, after this week we'll do it for next week's podcast we'll get all those numbers written down and everything i'm assuming i'm not gonna be able to come back from uh, probably six games down um it's gonna take a choke by me yeah or it's just gonna take yeah because i mean an absolute choke yeah so um i am going to start off with the minnesota detroit game uh minnesota is a six and a half point favorite 54 and a half point over under um this game reeks oh yeah game <laughs> absolutely sucks um but yeah I, neither team's playing for anything uh not sure what's the deal with stafford is with detroit not sure if minnesota's gonna have any guys just call it a day um but with all that being said i still think minnesota wins the game yeah, I think this is one of those games where Minnesota maybe uh, maybe hurts their um, their draft capital. They, they win another game to go, what, 8-8 eight and eight or something like that. Um, we'll see, but I'm going to go Minnesota as well. Um, next up, we got Pittsburgh at Cleveland, which would have been a battle for the AFC North if Pittsburgh lost last week and Cleveland won. Um, Cleveland, 10-point favorites because Mason Rudolph is starting. We get the revenge game. Uh, Mason Rudolph versus Miles Garrett. Uh, the, obviously, the, the ha- head smashing with the helmet. Um, we get to see that happen again. Well, it, hopefully, it doesn't happen again. But we'll we'll get to see the <laughs> we'll get to see the rematch. Uh, Forty-two point over under, low scoring game. Obviously, Mason Rudolph starting. I'm gonna take Cleveland. Obviously, like uh, Cleveland's playing for playoffs. Pittsburgh starting Mason Rudolph. Uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Mason versus Baker, uh, Mason versus Miles Garrett, big rivalry. I think the Browns finally get one against the Steelers to get into the playoffs. I'm going with Cleveland. I think this one's still a little closer than people think. I would go, I would go Pittsburgh spread probably, um, just because their defense is still playing pretty well. Um, next up, Dallas travels to the Giants. Uh, three point spread in favor of Dallas, 44.5 point over under. This game could prove to be huge if Washington football team loses their game this week against Philly on Monday night. Yeah, Monday night. Sunday. Sunday night? No Monday. No Monday. Games. Oh, that's no sad. Thursdays, that's, no Mondays. That's really sad. All right. Um, either way, if football team loses this game, winner goes to the playoffs, which is scary. Yeah, it, what sucks is I really thought we were going to get a worse record than 7-9. and nine, Yeah. But the winner of the NFC East will be 7-9. and nine. I was hoping we were maybe, maybe going to 6-10. and, ten. Six and No, the Giants. They're 5-10 and... They're 5-10, and ten, I think. And they could... No, I think they're 5-9. and uh, nine. Damn it. Maybe they're, that was uh, Philly that could do it. I think they're 6-9, and nine, I meant. Damn it. All right. I'm going to take fucking Dallas because they're better. Dallas is playing decent football right now. Yeah, and uh, Red Rock. No, do they call him Red Rider or Red Rocket? Red Rocket. Red Rocket, yeah. Andy Dalton. Yeah. He's been playing a lot better than he was when he first got the job. I'm going to go with the Cowboys here as well. All right. Uh, next up, we got Miami traveling to Buffalo. Uh, one point spread in favor of Buffalo. 47.5 point over under. I don't. I don't care how much Fitzmagic you have. The Buffalo is playing really well, like insanely well, like Super Bowl level well. Um, if Josh Allen for some reason starts against Buffalo or against Miami, this is a Buffalo win. I don't think he's going to start. if Because if you're in Buffalo and you see that the the team that has a chance to pass you in the seating is starting Mason Rudolph, 
I don't start Josh Allen. I'm going to go Miami. Yeah, I'm going to go Miami here too. Uh, you know, obviously playing for a lot more than the Bills, and I don't think Buffalo is going to go full strength. Hopefully, either you know, hopefully for the Dolphins' sake, either Tua steps up and plays like he did in his first couple starts, or they just go with the Fitz magic early. Either way, I think Dolphins are going to win. All right, um, just a little sidebar: the Giants are currently five and ten. And if they beat the Cowboys and Washington loses, they will be six and ten and hold the tiebreaker. No way, really. Five and ten Giants would be six and ten and make the playoffs. Oh, and Washington and Dallas are would all be uh, five six and, and nine. Yeah, they're six or and nine. Six or and nine. Yeah, that would be awesome. I really wanted the football team to make the playoffs. I, I, I'm still going to be rooting for a football team to make the playoffs. But if football team loses, I want Basically, to Basically, as long as the Cowboys lose, I'm good with the outcome. Yes. Okay, that's, that's a good synopsis. Um, next up, Atlanta travels to Tampa Bay. Six and a half point spread. Tampa Bay obviously favored. Fifty and a half point over under. Um, Tampa Bay isn't locked in where they are, I don't think, in the, in the seating. No, I mean, they're pretty much the five. But if they lose and the Rams win, they would drop down to the six. I, I, I mean, they're playing Tom Brady, right? Or yeah, not, yeah I, I'd assume I so. I think so. I haven't seen anything about it. I, I'm going yeah, to assume they're playing either. Tom Brady. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean, either way, I don't want to say without Tom Brady, they, they're still going to hammer the Falcons. But, like, I think even without Tom Brady, they're still going to not maybe not hammer, but they're going to beat the Falcons. Yeah. Uh, next up, the Jets travel to New England. Three-point spread in favor of New England. 40-point over-under. And listen, 40 is not the lowest of the year, the week. Um, I don't know what to do with this game. I'm going to let you pick first. I don't want to do this because of how bad they are. But I'm going to go with the Jets to win their third in a row. Okay. Because uh, they the, the, the first overall pick is out of reach, so there's not going to be... Even though I don't really think tanking is a thing in the NFL, at least with coaches and players, any efforts to tank are now, there's no point. Yeah. You're not going to get the first overall pick. I also think there might be a little bit of Bill Belichick playing chess that is going to try to maybe get the Jets the third pick. Okay. So somebody can trade with whoever has the second, get Justin Fields, screw a division rival over a little bit. Okay. Have, uh, but, all right, quick quick break. Have you seen that conspiracy theory about uh, the Rams and the Patriots? No. There's a conspiracy theory going around that Bill Belichick told Sean McVay, if you guys lose to the Jets, or like if you say you'll lose to the Jets because they played the Patriots a week before the mm-hmm. Jets, we'll let like I'll let you kick like I'll call a horrible game. You guys can kick the shit out of us. <laughs> I just don't want the Jets to get Trevor Lawrence and really? play every year. Huh. I, there's no way that that happened because the yeah. Rams aren't going to be like, oh, yeah, we'll lose a game. Yeah, to the Jets. Right, where like they had a shot to just win both of them anyway. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't put I wouldn't put Bill Belichick trying it. No, past him. No, uh, I I I will go uh, Belichick. Just switch it up. Well, well I, first of all, I need to make up. Uh, at you least do. six and games. Yeah, I mean, this is probably dumb for me because I'm in the lead. Yeah. Like, if I'm in the lead, just kind of, you know, take the safe picks, yeah. whatever. That's not fun. I'm going with the Jets. You went Vikings, correct? Uh, Yeah. Okay. I yeah, this is our first uh, different Yeah, pick. I know. I got to start doing them. 
Uh, next up, Baltimore at Cincinnati. Baltimore's playoffs hopes on the line. 11.5 point spread. 44.5 point over-under. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't. This isn't my upset pick. I can't continue to pick underdog team. Well, I guess the Patriots were favorites. But whatever whatever you want to call it, I have to call the same way Whitey would this game. I'm going Baltimore. Yeah, I tell you, for the rest of them, we'll have me pick first. Okay. So that will give you an opportunity to go different. Okay. Because uh, otherwise I could just, yeah. if I wanted, I could just copy you True. the rest of the way. True. <laughs> Um, Who knows? I might be ahead by this point. We still haven't written down. Yeah, if, if you totals. had a really good, what would it have been, like week 13? Week 12 or 13. You might be ahead. Yeah, who knows? Um, Next up, we got uh, Green Bay at Chicago. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go Green Bay. Who Five and a half points. Per, I, I, I've done it all season. I can't bet against Green Bay. I mean, that's the one where I was looking down the board, and I'm like, where can I find some upsets I can choose? Can't be that one. No. Uh, Green Bay wins this game. Tennessee at Houston, seven and a half point spread in favor of Tennessee, uh, fifty-six and a half point over/under highest on the week. These two teams don't play defense. JJ Watt is pissed off. He might play defense. I mean, he's the only player that really plays defense on that team. We'll Evidently, see. the only player that cares, as yeah. if you saw his press conference. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who you got this week? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Tennessee Titans. I can lock up the division with a win. That's how I'm going with to win the game. All right, um, because I kind of like what I see towards the bottom of the board, I'm going to go with Titans as well because I think they win. Um, Seattle at San Fran. Seattle five-and-a-half point favorites, 46-and-a-half point over-under. C.J. Beathard, not terrible when, not you, need terrible. To, when you need to call on him. Yeah, um, put up some plays. And got a win against the Cardinals. Are they back in San Fran or are they still in Arizona? I think they still got to be in Arizona. Ah, okay, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with the Seahawks here playing for the one seed. Okay, I'm going to go uh, San Fran then. Just because the, the NFC West division games are baffling to me. I don't know who's going to win when. So I'm going to take San Fran here, and I need, need to make up. Uh, Chargers at Kansas City. Uh, the Chargers are a three-and-a-half-point favorite against Kansas City. 44-point over-under because I think Matt Moore is still the backup quarterback at Kansas City. He will be starting because the Kansas City Chiefs have locked up the number one seed. Three-and-a-half-point favorites for L.A. Who are you taking? Uh, I am going to, even though they're the underdog, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs just because I'm, I'm worried that there's going to be a lot of other guys that won't play besides Mahomes. But, I mean, what are the, like, it just, I think it's just kind of a toss-up here. Like, you got a bad team against a good team who's not playing everybody. Kansas City still has Andy Reid. Yeah, he's he's not resting up. Yeah. so I'm gonna go with the Chiefs here. I hate that because I wanted to go Chiefs. I think Matt Moore is a very competent quarterback, and he has played well in the slight the the few amount of chances he's had um, since Patrick Mahomes has got there. I guess I'm taking the Chargers as favorites. I've never hated a favorites pick more. All right, next up we got uh, Vegas traveling to Denver in an AFC the other AFC West matchup. Vegas is a two and a half point favorite, fifty and a half point over under. Who you got? Uh, yeah, this game kind of sucks too. Yeah. Before game. we started recording, I said like for who I want to make playoffs, I have a vested interest in most games. This is one of them that I do not care. Yeah, this one sucks. I think Vegas is a better team. I think Denver, they got a couple guys, you know, last shot to put something out there, maybe keep a coaching job, keep a team from drafting somebody. I'm going to go Denver. 
I was going to go Denver. I'm going to go Las Vegas for no reason whatsoever. I don't believe in that team at all. Um, Arizona at the Rams. The Rams are a one-point favorite, uh, 38.5 point over under. Um, This is the lowest of the week, obviously. Uh, Is Kyler not playing? It doesn't. That like they're pretty sure Kyler won't play, and Jared Goff is for sure not. Yeah. Playing. So hence the small over under. Who you got in this one? One point favorite. It's pretty much a pick. I'm these two teams. Nobody's seen them with backup quarterbacks. That's the thing. Is like, yeah. Like I don't. There's no strategy. Like I can't try to pick who you want. Yeah. Like I guess because I I, I seriously do not have a pick. I I don't. I'm gonna go with the Cardinals because I, you know, they have Kenyon Drake, and the Rams are gonna be without Henderson. I think as well as on IR. I think between Acres and Malcolm Brown, I think one of them is out too. Actually, no, I'm going Rams. Their defense, I'm going Rams. Mm, okay, uh, that means I go Arizona. I kind of wanted Arizona to begin with, but then you started up talking about Arizona. I wasn't so sure, but now I guess I'm going Arizona. They got something to play for, I guess. So do the Rams, I guess. Yeah, because if the Rams lose and the uh, obviously the Bears the Cardinals, win. Are, yeah, if the Rams lose, Bears win. Rams are outside looking in. Yep. Uh, next up, Jacksonville at Indianapolis. 14-point spread for Indy. They had to win to get in and have to have some help from some losses. 50-point over under. Taking Indy. I'm, I'm not even letting you go first. There's no way. Jacksonville, no way. Yeah, that's I was like. It, it, I kind of feel bad because I looked at this one. And I was like, "Oh, damn!" Like, yeah, he can't do that. <laughs> I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm going Colts. All right, New Orleans at Carolina, um, six and a half point spread. New Orleans are favored, um, forty-seven and a half point over under. This game is going to be interesting because New Orleans is still playing for that number one seed. Um, Am I re- reading that right? Yeah, Carolina. Uh, they don't have much to play for. Don't have Christian McCaffrey back, I'm assuming. Who you got? I think it's going to be interesting because, uh, you know, I think it will be a close game. Uh, Panthers, you know, trying to end strong, whatever motivation you want to look into with that. And New Orleans kind of playing for the one seed. I think they need they need us to lose and they need the Seahawks to win. Yep. Because if it's a three-way tie, the Saints get it. If they're just tied with us, obviously, yep. we have the head-to-head. Uh, but also might be kind of dancing around, you know, do they want to play the Buccaneers a third time? Do they want to avoid yep. having to play the Buccaneers uh, if the Bucks were to lose and the Rams win? I think the Saints are going to win. I don't, you know, I don't think there's a whole lot that NFL teams do, like trying to yeah. avoid a matchup. Other than maybe this year you really want the five seed in the NFC so you can play the NFC yeah. East winner. Um, that's where I'm going to go, Carolina. Um, these two teams play tough every time they play, I feel like. Three-point game um, in week two or three, I believe. They played really early. Um, I'm going to take Carolina, once again, making up deficit. I think that's a good five or six that I've had different. Six. Uh, so I would need them to go all perfectly for me. Um, last game of the week, football team at Philadelphia. Football team wins, and they're in. They're a one-and-a-half-point favorite against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Uh, 43 and a half point over under. I am going to let you pick again. First. God, I mean, I think you've made this mistake more than me. Yep. But we have both made the mistake of backing the football team yep. a lot this yep. year. And you know what? When they finally have something on the line, I'm going to do it again. Give me the football team, even though they just cut Dwayne Haskins. Yep. 
Alex Smith might play, but he might not. If Alex Smith doesn't play, I don't know who the hell they're rolling with at quarterback. Is it a Taylor Heineke? Yep. From the XFL. Either way, I'm going with the football team over the Eagles. Well, I got my six and I'm going to go football team as well. I feel like I'm a ride or die fan at this point. Um, I have adopted them kind of as my second team. Uh, if Alex Smith plays, they win this game pretty easily. I think their defense is good enough and Alex Smith is competent enough to win the game. Um, yeah, I, I, I love football team. I'm not sure what Philly's going to do. I don't know. I like football team. So... Those were the Moneyline Picks last ones of the entire football season. Uh, we might do them for playoffs. Well, we'll do something for playoffs. Yeah, we'll do we'll something. Do, maybe yeah. it'll be like a spread or something. We'll do something for pick, talking about playoffs. Yeah. Um, with that, we'll just move straight into locks of the week to end the episode. I'll start out first. I, I feel confident in my first pick. Um, Wisconsin, minus 9.5 in the Dukes Mayo Bowl. Um, I, Mayo, Wisconsin just kind of feels right. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I wasn't <laughs> sure if you were gonna add anything. They're else also there playing Wake Forest, so like yeah, we're playing Wake Forest. I got the Belk Bowl is a damn good bowl. This this sucks, uh, but yeah, I'm going with the Badgers here. I think we'll kind of end this season good. I like that pick. My first lock of the week. I'm going to the Peach Bowl, uh, Cincinnati versus Georgia. Uh, essentially, a home game for Georgia being played in Atlanta, but I'm gonna go with Cincinnati plus seven. Uh, I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. I think uh, Ritter, the quarterback for the Cincinnati Bearcats, will be able to do enough against Georgia to at least keep it within a touchdown. Okay. Don't mind that one. Um, I have no idea what to think about Georgia ever this year. So That's like, I don't you know what, what Georgia team's going to show up. Yeah. Uh, I liked Washington football team this much this week that I got them. Uh, actually, on, on my app, I got them as a pick em. I mean, it's minus 125, but it's a pick em. I'll take them over Philly this week. Um, and I'm just going to quickly do my third just because it's uh, the same game. I'm going to over 43 and a half. Really? Yeah. Um, I, I've hurt myself with low overs this year. Um, but Philly's kind of coming on strong. Alex Smith, if he's available to play, looks decent with Washington. I'm going to go with the over. I think this is kind of like a, a maybe like a 24-21 game. Yeah, okay. Um, not bad. I am going with my second lock, more college football. I'm going over uh, 65 and a half, Notre Dame, Alabama yep. in the Rose Bowl college football semifinal. Obviously, Bama's showing. I mean, they're putting up 50 a game. Yeah. And I, assuming I think they can put up 50 again, I'll trust Notre Dame that even though. I don't think either of us are that high on Ian Book in the Irish offense. I'll trust they can at least get 16. Yeah. So I'm going over 65 and a half in the Rose Bowl college football playoff semifinal. Uh, and then in my other lock of the week, I guess I'm going all three college football. Go the over. In like A over? Or do you know what game I'm talking about? Oh, I thought you were going to go the over in the other semifinal game because that's what I would have gone. It's 66 and a half. Ohio State Clemson. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's yeah. my other lock of the week. Is it? Yeah. Was it really? Well, there's two that I was like I was gonna decide last minute what okay. to make. Uh they're both the well, the other one I guess I'll just say both yeah. of them. Third lock of the week, I'm going with Ohio State Clemson over sixty six and a half. Uh, I think Clemson has the better defense, but Justin Fields and uh Ohio State can put up some points along with uh 
what's his? He's got a sick name. Who? Uh, running back for Ohio State. Oh, uh, is it Master Teague? Yeah, Master Teague the second. Yeah, Master Teague the second or third. I'm not sure which one. I think put up points I think on second. the ground for Ohio State, and not really much needs to be said about the Clemson offense. So I think over 66 and a half is going to be a lock in the other playoff game. Then for my honorable mention lock, uh, the Orange Bowl, North Carolina at Texas A&M. I'm also going Love it. over 65 and a half points. Sam Howell versus Kellen Mond. Big New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, North Carolina has been in a lot of shootouts this year. A&M's been in a couple of their own. I'm going with the over in that one. So Love it. Love all. I guess I'm, I'm pretty much <laughs> going points. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like in college football playoff games, the points are too high, but every year they just get smashed through the roof. Yeah, whether it's like a team blowing them out and putting up 60 or it goes to overtime when they're already at 35 apiece. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm rooting for points and I'm rooting <laughs> for Cincinnati. All right. That was episode 34 of Catching a Buzz. Um, glad you guys tuned in this week to listen. Um, trust me, we said this last time, but we will be on a regular schedule from now on. Um, holidays are crazy. School finals are crazy. Just kind of all bunched up into that same little two-week span. We'll get back to normal soon. I'm, I'm assuming next week we'll be back to weekly uploads. Yeah, I guess it depends on if we want to do, you know, maybe we'll do like a Saturday or something, I guess. I don't know what your plans are. Probably something we don't need to talk about <laughs> mid-recording. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Wow.